Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Uh, so, yeah, welcome, everyone. Uh, this is the Next Issue Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about uh, the worst comic book movies uh, starting from 1998 to to till today, uh, we will do a, another show where we talk about stuff from prior to 1998, and we kind of chose 1998 because after Blade, uh, I feel like that's the the modern comic book movie. That's when it, the era when it started, um, and 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 then everything else has to be judged a little bit differently. Yeah, we have more people in the chat. Some of these can be defended, and we will. We will. Well, I mean, we, we came prepared and we will defend some of the worst of the worst. Yep. So we'll have we'll have uh, three lists. We'll have uh, each one for each one of the hosts. Uh, and then we'll have one that was voted on by the people that filled in our survey. So to everyone that fell in our survey and gave us feedback. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the snarky comments. Thank you for the <laughs> for the in- interesting choices. There were some there that we'll discuss. I know Clay saw the list and was like, what the fuck? I um, want to know why on some of these because I was yeah, surprised yeah. some movies were listed that are like billion dollar making movies and you're like the one guy who goes nope that sucked. Yep. Um but before we go into that I just want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Um Sabrina Sarver, uh Mike Grappin, the I Read Comic Books podcast, Final Neil and Jason Ashmore. Thank you for your ongoing support. We appreciate it a lot. Um so yeah, I mean, man, let's let's get into it. We're doing the main topic up front because I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't know how long we're gonna go. Uh, but but yeah, I'm excited. Normally we tend to stay pretty positive in the podcast. At least that's the way I like to steer the ship. Uh, sometimes you guys don't follow, <laughs> but uh, that's me. This show came. <laughs> so the idea for this show came about because after Morbius came out. I saw many takes online that it was the worst comic book movie. And I was like, have you guys even watched all the comic book movies? There's no way Morbius is the, the worst one. <laughs> um, so that's what kind of prompted the show. Uh, so I'm very excited to kind of go over all our lists. Uh, we'll do our, our worst five for each one of us. And then for everyone, for the voted the votes, we have 11 candidates. And we'll, we'll go through that as we go through the list. Um, so, Clay, why don't you get us started? We'll go in counterclockwise. So we'll do Clay, Kyle, and then myself. Do you want the absolute we'll, movie? You yeah, the worst. Start with your, no, start with your number five. And then one being the worst, five being the not as bad okay. as five. X-Men Origins Wolverine. And the main reason I picked this is this is the worst example of Wolverine it is the worst use of every Marvel property that's in the movie because every every character they introduce, they ruin or they kill. They even introduce uh, the old couple that Wolverine at the at the farm that he ends up at that uh, uh, the people that live there are Heather and Mac from Alpha Flight. So they use these this elderly couple's name as kind of a cool little... Uh, Easter egg, but they're the people who created Alpha Flight, and I would rather see a couple that was working on Alpha Flight than an elderly couple that ends up 
Uh, did they die in there? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're ripped down by the bullets by what's the guy. That's right. And I mean, every, the blob, the, uh, the, what they do to, what they do to, to Deadpool. I mean, everything in that movie is like, we just don't want to carry on any of this into another film. We just want to slaughter people and tell a bad story. Is, is Deadpool the biggest sin in that movie? I don't know because part of it makes you know like if you did have like if you did have an asshole like Deadpool if you had Wade and you wanted to shut him up you would sew his mouth shut but if you're making a movie you want him to talk at the end you want that that's who Deadpool is I mean him cutting people up and doing that without snarky comments is just another I mean he's just another uh, assassin I'm agree with you on one thing that was not the worst version of Wolverine we ever got I think that was some of the most spot on it for being Logan himself in the film. Now, that being said, the movie's trash. But yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think Hugh Jackman's portrayal of Logan in the film was bad. Yeah, I just everything's so bad around him, it's hard yeah. to look at him and go because he, he does the walk away from an explosion scene. It's yeah, just, that. I could see him because it's fucking cliche for a, a, but I've a, seen that in the comic books. I've seen this shit in the comic book. That's why like, I'm okay with that shot. <laughs> I have, I mean, a, I if have you wanted to make time. it real Wolverine and he's walking away from explosion, you put him close to the explosion, let the explosion light up his back and then just heal while he's still walking. At least yeah. put a twist on it. Make it a little different. Make it unique to Wolverine. Yeah. yeah well, then I, you I, that I, great leather jacket he got. You can't do that. So Cost, that movie, costuming is saving the film. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was directed by uh, Gavin Wood, who also directed Ender's Game, which also mixed, I think, mixed reaction. Um, I remember no, that, enjoying that film's it. A piece of shit too. I remember yeah. enjoying it when I watched it because I had never read the book, so like the twist at the end of the movie was like, oh, okay, damn. But yeah, other than that, I don't see anything in his uh, in his arsenal. But funny thing is, uh, so that screenplay for that movie was by Skip Woods, which may not sound like a familiar name, but also David Benioff of D&D fame of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> so so maybe yeah. maybe we should have known something was up. Uh, not that I don't enjoy Game of Thrones, but I know a lot of people don't. They didn't know they, they didn't end it well. And Wolverine Origins. Maybe that was the other well guy. Either. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was the other guy. Um <laughs> Okay. I will say, this movie gave us Deadpool with, with teleportation, and I remember in some media that I saw when I was a kid, Deadpool teleports, and well, you don't—I don't know if that doesn't happen anymore in the comics. You know, no, there is one. There is one saving grace for this. There is one. And he did use to teleport back when he, in X Force, back when he they did, right? Was, yeah, he used to teleport in and out. This one gave us Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. That they did such a bad job that the fandom would not let it go, which actually gave us the actual Deadpool film. Yeah, but no, no, no. I, the only thing that gave us the Deadpool film was the release of the test footage they had done because they had filmed all that first stuff and it had been <clears throat> sitting out there forever. Yeah, and it got I, released, and that that triggered the. I still say this Deadpool. movie is because everybody was like, "That's not Deadpool," but he's a perfect casting for Deadpool. Yeah, I, I yeah. think Wade Wilson. That the, like, yeah, that looked the yeah. All the scenes of Wade Wilson and Ryan Reynolds mouthing off when he's still yeah. human, like before they operate on him or whatever, that's pretty like very much Deadpool personality that we got like you know late nineties, early two thousands. And depending okay. on which version of the ending you get, we do have the yeah. one where you see the, the decapitated head. He just goes, 
Yeah. Because it's more than one with the film. But but I also think that like it without Deadpool, without Wade Wilson talking, you essentially have Slade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So right um, now Marvel's done a better death stroke in the films than DC. Well, <laughs> what de- what yeah, death stroke true. have we seen in the films? Uh, what from Justice League? Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Joe Manganiello looked good. Not like, that I want to give credit. Yeah, he looked good in in an end scene for like. Well, we haven't seen him. Seconds. We haven't really yeah. seen a Deathstroke. I know that's the again but, another DC problem. They, all, they love to promote, but they don't execute. But out of all, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hate Manu, uh, Manu Bennett as Deathstroke in uh, Arrow was pretty good too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah the TV version is the fucking best version I've ever seen. It's yeah. top notch. I mean. Uh, I mean, might, him it, and Stephen Amell had such chemistry together oh, yeah. that that is the best version of Deathstroke. In I've my opinion, seen. even the guy they had playing uh, Deadpool, not Deadpool, geez, Deathstroke in a uh, Titan season two was. Eh. Oh, um, I didn't even make it that far. All right, um, Kyle. I'm sure Wolverine's origins may come up again. Uh, Kyle, do you want to give us your number five? Uh, I just I wrote the name down. I only had in order, but I do have one that definitely beats out this one. And I don't know how it, origins it goes below this one. Well, Catwoman at least try to Berry. save your worst one for the end, and then we'll. we'll no, no, no. Catwoman with Halle Berry. That definitely. <laughs> holy yeah. shit! It's pretty bad, but it's fun bad. Like, like Wolverine it's or ca- Catwoman. Catwoman. Oh no! I'm putting Catwoman below Wolverine. I think. I oh, have you are Wolverine. I do Catwoman. Catwoman's just an abomination. One, I yeah. don't want to see Halle Berry, and two, it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that one. I mean, that one definitely gets a lot of. Um, that's it's, it's very only in title. This, but it, yeah, exactly. Look, I saw how they tied it in. There's one scene in the movie where she goes to see like some kind of fortune teller, and in the in her uh, like her fortune teller room, there are pictures of other Catwoman, and right there on the wall is a shot of uh, oh Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman outfit from okay. Batman Returns. So. If you've listened to the How Did This Get Made uh, episode of Catwoman, uh, which if you haven't, you should. Uh, this movie is directed by a person named Pitoff. That's it. One name. Pitoff. Uh, I don't see anything else in their filmography other than like uh, something called Fire and Ice, The Dragon Chronicles, which is a TV thing, and then something called B-Doc. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Pitoff very well. Uh, and it was written by John Bracanto, Michael Ferris, and John Rogers, whose names don't really sound anything like. And then with a story by I Theresa know John Rebeck. Rogers. Yeah, Theresa Rebeck, John Bracanto, and Michael Ferris, which also don't really like the, those names don't ring a bell. For John me, Rogers has talked about uh, being on that script that uh, they had so many writers on it, and they took out and, and I mean, so many people picked that script apart, but mm-hmm. his was. Uh, he had enough work in it, and he said that it's like less than half is in the film, but he still got a writing credit for it because of that. Well, He's like, no, please. I don't want to bring the man's name up. But... Like, you can take my name off of it. I promise it's okay. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't want to give the man credit, but it's like Josh Whedon getting writing credit for X-Men 1. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, what, so, what else but, do you but, but, I, I, why? That's it. But as far as Catwoman, I will say the the interesting things about it, I love to see Halle Berry in that Catwoman outfit. Uh, that basketball scene is funny as hell because it switches 
from Halle Berry to obviously a man dressed up like her playing basketball. It's just so, the 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 change is so obvious and hilarious. Um, well, I mean, I think I think that's why I picked that as the opening for the montage at the beginning of the show. Yes, perfect, I love and that start. scene. The the other thing is that scene goes on for so long. Like I cut cut down a lot of it. Like they didn't even start playing basketball yet, and I think that was a bad trend that these movies had in the two thousands. That was like. Oh, you want to make the superhero endearing? Like have them like do something in front of kids at a park or something, because Daredevil does the same thing with Elektra and uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and Ben Affleck like in the seesaws, and I'm like, what is happening? Why, 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 this... why do we have to show up in front of kids? It, yeah, it's so weird. But I mean, it's, I can't defend Catwoman at all, other than if you enjoy watching bad movies. It's a fun bad movie because when you get to scenes like the basketball scene, everyone's laughing, everyone's pointing out the mistakes, the problems with it. Um, and I love that Sharon Stone's the bad guy in it, and she's yeah. coming back for another DC movie as a DC villain whose last yeah. name is Cord, Kyle. She may oh, be related to Ted Cord. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll I'll agree. I think Sharon Stone did the best that she could with that villain. I think the villain's probably like it's pretty interesting, right? It's a kind of le- kind of a Lex Luthor type, but not a, like, but for the right. for the beauty industry, which, I mean, they they didn't have to do that. But but even the she doesn't even have superpowers. Something just happens to her. Something terrible just happens to her, and that's how she becomes bad. So, um, yeah, yeah. So any, okay. I mean, I'm. Like I said, Catwoman, I'm sure will be on the typical Lex Luthor story. Lex loses yeah. his hair and goes all insane. That's it. Yeah, this all these very superficial these villains from the DC universe. Um, all right. Well, I'll move on to my number five, and I had it. I had it as a tie with Wolverine Origins, oh. but now that Clay <laughs> put that on on his list, uh, I'm gonna do uh, at number five, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I was going. And, oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah. I was thinking about it and it just there's such a missed opportunity it it has really nothing to do with the CGI which it's still I mean it hasn't aged well but it was the early 2000s so I'm not I'm not too critical on that it's just I feel like it doesn't really understand who the Hulk is and his struggles Um, and then the villain was so the absorbing man is such a like uh, abstract villain like, what well, would you I, even start there? I didn't think it was absorbing, man. I thought it was his father. Well, that's yeah, but Isaac. they, they kind of meld them together. And that's what, because when I was looking for clips and stuff, like it said Hulk versus absorbing man. So, like, they kind of blended the character all into one, which, yeah, yeah I mean, that. And I mean, never once has uh, Isaac's, uh, you know, become a rock bean. And that's it in the clip we had was, you know, when he's fighting at the lake, he becomes some kind of gigantic rock yeah. monster. Boy, if Austin yeah. is putting the Hulk at the worst of all time, then he needs to see some more movies because I got a list of bad ones he can sit through. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I can find. Like I said, all the servers were anonymous, so I can't really pinpoint. I already I know what, which one I'm going to be defending from Clay. List, but, I, but I, yeah, I will sit through the Hulk again. That's how much I don't think it's that bad. Uh, no, I. I'll, okay, yeah. I'm going to put a note to, to rewatch it because I own it. And uh, next week comes back, guys. I'm sorry. I, I would yeah, I I come back and admit that I was wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Jennifer Connelly come back. I think she was. I think she was a good part of the movie, but she didn't have a lot to do. 
which is another problem. And then I think, you know, William Hurt, rest in peace, like he did such a good job with Thunderbolt Ross. When I go back and look at the other Thunderbolt Ross, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you you could have done so much more. Yeah. Who was Thunderbolt in that movie? Was it uh, Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. I believe so. Here, I'll, I'll pull up the, I'll pull up some facts for uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. I'm pretty um, sure it's Sam Elliott. And the other with, thing is, I don't think Ang Lee was very familiar with American comics, and so he yeah. liked to shoot a lot of panel stuff. Yeah. And, and at the time, it was used a lot in like shows well, like Twenty Four. So, well, got, like the style on, of it is very dated. He got brought on because of the popularity of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he did movies like Ice Harvest. I mean, he's done very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I like I like Gang Lee's projects overall. Like I think he's done some great movies. Oh, yeah. I I'll even defend Gemini Man with Will Smith. Um which but but I mean, yeah, the Hulk the Hulk's probably not one that I can well, and I like how it, the matter the Hulk gets, the bigger the Hulk gets. And we got a King Kong size Hulk running around San Francisco City, and I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like eight feet tall, and you're making him like the size of you know, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> it is the weakest of the Hulk films and TV show because I would really yeah. rather watch the old TV Give show. Bill Bixby any fucking day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Eric Bana's no. not bad. I mean, he's yeah. just it, no it's emotion. weird. Get yeah, no it's weird. He went from a guy who played this killer in prison to to meet, uh, you know, uh, I want to say David Banner, but Bruce Banner. Yeah, I I also feel like. One of the things I like about the Hulk is that when he's Bruce Banner, like him being smart is a big part of that, which yeah. I don't think this movie focused on. They did a little bit because obviously there's a lot of science happening. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> science, science. And then when his dad turns the dogs into those hulking dog things, Lord. like, no, I, I just. But he does no, do that know. cool move where he flexes on the dog that's biting him and it just makes his jaw break off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I appreciate more the escalation of the Incredible Hulk, just to kind of contrast to the same character. Like you have Blumsky, right, who's fucking great, uh, but he, he they kind of like elevate that character little by little, right? He knows he can't take him on. He takes on the the version of the Super Soldier Serum, and he kind of he thinks he has the upper hand on the Hulk, but it's the fucking Hulk. Um, and, and then you know, then you finally get Abomination. I think that's that little escalation was a little was better. Um, than than what what the other movie gave us. So it's a damn yeah, shame just, we had Tim Roth as the Abomination in the other movie, and we've never hey, gotten him back again. He's coming I mean, back, I, coming back for She-Hulk. Oh yeah, he's coming back for She-Hulk. Okay, great, great. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, we no. saw him. I know we saw him in uh, <coughs> Shang Li, but uh, Shang Chi, yeah, Shang Chi, but it was just for Shang-Chi. a moment. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm 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 glad. I love Tim Roth. I think I may be the only person that enjoyed Lie to Me and watched it all the way through. Uh, which was his yeah. his his drama, his um, American TV show. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Clay. What's uh, what's next on your list? Um. Oh wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Me... Well, yeah. Let's go through. To, let's go through another round. Then I'll bring in some stuff from our our, our viewers and watchers uh, survey. Okay, it's obviously Green Lantern. Uh, oh, here Ryan we go. Reynolds. No, 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 that, no, no. Uh, that hold on. Let me have my say, and then you can come with your defense because. This movie, here is the plot. Hal Jordan gets this ring, goes to train, refuses training and fails training under the most elite uh, of Green Lanterns. And, uh, and, and this 
villain that they're fighting is just gas. And when they and when he does fight it, after it's <laughs> defeated and killed multiple Green Lanterns with mm-hmm. no training whatsoever, Hal Jordan with his ring is able to to defeat. Yeah, because, him. because he's he's willing to admit that fear come house up is what helps bring you know in <clears throat> to, to be the greatest Green Lantern. Decades of Green Lanterns who have trained and fought with this ha- have been unable to b- defeat Parallax. But, but Hal Jordan just against, shows up yeah. and he's like, "Boom, you're dead." Oh, Clay, the chat's turning on you. I I think I agree with the chat and Kyle. Like, I the only thing I don't like about this movie is the portrayal of Parallax. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't think I think Parallax the portrayal of Hal is, is shitty too. I don't think it's no. good casting. No, I think Parallax you could get, not have you could get a better Hal than you could get. Parallax should not have been your opening villain. That's my right? only, that's my main thing about against this movie. Um like I, I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Hopefully, Ryan like, Reynolds like Don- is not Hal Jordan. I'm sorry. The thing is, I don't like I don't Hal Jordan's not my favorite of the lanterns. Like he's yeah, way down on the list. And now that there's he should have been Kyle. He should have been Kyle. Like, he could have been Kyle. That would have been a better Kyle, that would have been a John. Great, no, 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 John. Fucking, give me the he fucking good monk. <laughs> like, or he could have been guy. Green yeah. Lantern is trash. It it really is. It, it, <laughs> it is. Koi has somebody on on his side, but yeah, the, and it's Jesus. Yeah, Jesus on Easter. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for rising and defending I have the no shit movie that is Green Lantern. I had no problem with it. Again, it's like you're you got again. You can can't believe I'm defending some of these other films. It's a multiverse of DC, but again, this was the only Green Lantern we've ever gotten. It's the only Green Lantern we're ever going to probably get on the big screen outside of what we got a little cameo in Justice League. And, you know, it's like, you know, it, again, it's like comparing Ben Affleck as Daredevil. He's not Daredevil, but I still have fun watching the Daredevil film. I still have fun watching the uh, the uh, Green Lantern film. I don't ever want to watch freaking Ang Lee or Catwoman again. Also, yeah, I think Mark Strong as Sinestro, like setting him up as the Green Lantern yeah. and then setting up that turn for him to become the Yellow Lantern at the end of the movie. I really, really like that. I like Mark Strong a lot. And then, that's like you know, a trailer for a movie you'll never see, though. No, but and even, it's even, even shorter even, because you're setting up something uh, that isn't going to happen. But Mark Strong is great, but I'd rather watch Jim in the Kingsman we, movies. We didn't know oh, that boy. at the time. That, that's what I said. They set us up for a possible Green Lantern too. Oh, here we Why, go. Watching that movie when you get uh, to the end, we're still. Oh, Jesus! One of those. <laughs> one of what, Kyle Clay? Well, you already know what, what, what my number one's going to be, right? <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm but but my final <laughs> argument on Green Lantern is just that the casting was bad, the story was bad, the villain was bad, the uh the the plot is executed so poorly. You barely used any of the really cool characters like Kilowog and the space uh uh lanterns. I mean I I really felt like you should have spent more time out there. But then you got Blake Lively in there just kind of putting around and oh yeah. And and then honestly, this movie is so bad they even parodied it in Deadpool. So when the star agrees that this movie is shit, the movie might be shit. Uh just real quick to touch on some of the people behind this movie. Directed by Martin Campbell, who I don't... I mean, there's a, he's worked on a lot of films, uh, including crazy. Casino Royale, mm. The Legend of Zorro, uh, The Foreigner, The Protégé. Like, there's a big... A lot of... A lot of, uh, a lot of James Bond movies, Goldeneye. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but... Sometimes you have hits and misses. 
Yeah, but this was in, interesting. There's a lot of writing people on here that you're like, what? How is this a bad movie? Greg Berlanti, uh, Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, that's where they got their start. Like they got the fucking CW verse. Like uh, there's four, there's two more people, which might be the problem. That's the problem. When you have more than three screenwriters, this movie will be shit. Yeah, but luckily, if this movie hadn't failed, these guys wouldn't have gone on to create the CW verse. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Austin is claiming that he that the mocking of Green Lantern was embracing it for promotion. Is that what you're trying to say? Because that's ridiculous. To no, no, he means that. No, I, I think he means that putting Green Lantern in a Marvel movie uh, will will hype up Deadpool. Which, okay. yeah, that's Deadpool, right? That's Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I, I, I hope that... I, I know Austin, so I hope that, that I'm not misinterpreting. I mean, he could be saying the other thing, too. Who knows? Um, but, oh, okay, and, uh, and here's something else that I will, I'm will i going to defend. And this is going right back to the TV side of it. But uh, this would be I, like I like that we're just now defending against each other's choices. This is going to Bruce Tim. It's because of that animated film that we got the Green Lantern animated series that was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, that is really good. That oh, uh, Green Lantern Four, I and love again, it. Might be Hal Jordan, but that animated series again. It's like, and uh, don't, don't, I'm not hating on Batman. I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but I can I can acknowledge the greatness that is Batman animated series, which started the rest of the animated universe. And that Green Lantern animated series, even BCG, I thought was phenomenal. Yeah, you got to see more space and other Green Lanterns yeah. and stuff yeah. that uh, I don't think it's Lantern, ever Green explored. Lanterns. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. They're like, they're like. We'll keep the CGI, throw out everything else for the series, for the animated series. They're like, we'll do it. And, and even the animated movies like Emerald Knight is is a great one with Nathan Fillion. I believe he does Hal Jordan. I think Nathan yeah. Fillion would have been a great Hal Jordan. I would have liked him too. too yeah, I think he, he just old. probably wasn't as big of a star then. I, I'm just going to make the chat go crazy. Brie Larson would have been a better Hal Jordan. Oh, oh boy. Um, I think that's our, that's our cue to move on. Um, Next. Uh, what else do you have on your list? Uh, uh, oh, here we go. I We talked about this, I think it was either last week or the week before. I think visually, this film has some awesome scenery. <laughs> but one film that is utter trash, I think even more than Catwoman or even uh, X-Men Wolverine, um, The Spirit. Yes, that is on my list as well. Oh, same, same here. Since since I was going to have Hulk on my list, but since you already brought it up, I want to bring someone else to the table. The, yeah. the, the the spirit is hard to defend because I only saw fifteen minutes of it. What, and turned what it is there to about it? I mean, uh, visually, I like the visuals. We, we saw visuals like that in fucking uh, uh, Sin City. Sin City. But guess what? The story there was good. You come to this thing, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? And the music is poor, like like just the clip you showed earlier. The music is poor choices. Whenever they have action scenes, it's almost yeah. like it's cartoonish. It, it, I mean, the music sounds like it comes from a reality show when you're watching someone do something dumb, and it's like do 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 do. So here's here's part of the big problem. Look, I I'm a big Frank Miller fan. I'm this sorry. movie was directed and written by Frank Miller, uh, and maybe you know he's maybe stay in your lane, homie. I don't know. Well, I mean, he wrote he wrote RoboCop two and then shit all over Hollywood when they kind of tore up his script. So he finally had a chance to redeem himself, and he did the spirit. Yeah, Frank Miller as a writer first, sort of, in my opinion, like some of the comic book creators, 
kind of went off the rails around, I'd say, the mid-aughts. After Dark Knight 2. Yeah. Or, and that, that everything he just touches after that just seems to be like, what the hell? And, and that directing... And, and I think he got a little bit of the taste of directing when they made Sin City. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, let me see if I can take my own chance at doing a whole full story. It's like, well, one, you took a character and just butchered the hell out of what he's supposed to be. I mean, we saw the opening scene. You've got Samuel L. Jackson bashing on the head with a cinder block. This man's head should have been caved in, but he's still alive. He's Where, not a supernatural he, being. Yeah, Denny Colt is not a superhero. Denny Colt hits him with a well, with a fucking steel bar, and it just kind of like a cartoon goes around his head. And <laughs> I, I, I kind of understand what they were trying to go for because the spirit can be like quirky like that. But I don't know. I feel like Frank Miller and Will Eisner are like on opposite spectrums of like the. Will Eisner is turning in his grave in that movie. In that movie came out. I hope not, but yeah, that's man. Oh, there's it's, nothing defendable about the spirit at all. He no. had he had a, he worked under a director uh, Robert Rodriguez, who has turned out incredible fucking films. So yeah. it, you know he studied with him. He has an all star cast in that film. Yeah, and it is. It, I, I I'm serious. Fifteen minutes and I turned it off. Like there are very few films that I won't just try to sit through to see how bad it's going to get. It was luckily, so bad I couldn't endure it. Luckily, I saw them in the Dollar Theater, so I didn't waste that much money. No, I that was it. a dollar too much. Yeah, I watched it. Listen, I told you guys last week. I watched this at the theater, and then I went to watch the Love Guru. So that was just not a good day for me at the theater. And, and this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll probably defend Morbius. It's like there's no way after watching the Spirit, there's no way Morbius is the worst comic book film in history. That's what I'm saying. Like these people <laughs> just haven't seen enough uh, bad movies. <laughs> um. All right, I'll I'll go to my next because we we can. I mean, the Spirit's also higher up on my list, but yeah. Um, my my number four is uh, Electra. Yeah, it's on um, my list. And not on my list, look, but yeah, it's really bad. I I like the Daredevil movie. I even like the the director's cut even more. Um, I just feel like Electra also just missed the mark. And then from the from the scene that we saw at the beginning, the opening scene, like one of the issues that I have with it is that all the fighting and stuff, like there's so many cuts, it's just so weirdly edited, like. And that's kind of how you hide maybe not having the, the strongest, um, you know, stunt people or maybe the actors not being able to do the fighting choreography. Uh, it's just by all those quick cuts, dark scenes, camera angles. Um, I I don't know. I feel like Elektra is like the world's... It, she's one of the baddest assassins in Marvel comics, and that just didn't come through in the film. So, yeah. yeah overall, you know, like, oh. that was just... And I like... Doing the whole DC actors who do DC and Marvel, I like having um, I can't remember the actor's name, but having Zod play Stick. Oh wait, I swear to God, the actor who plays Stick is the actor who plays Zod from uh, Superman. I thought at least I thought it was. Hold on, I'll, I'll pull. I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up the deets on Electra, but uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, Terrence, I don't remember uh, that. Terrence, Terrence Stamp. I think, yeah, Terrence, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah the right. original Zod. Yeah. I was like, Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon? what? <laughs> but you're talking about the originals, Zod. Superman, when, uh, when Superman you're so series, young, Connor. When, you, when you're so young, you only know one Zod. I know both of them. I just didn't know the other guy's name. <laughs> no, no, there is only one Zod. Oh, Who else plays Zod? <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. Uh, so, Electra was directed by Rob Bowman. Uh, he's got a lot of direction credits for TV as far as films. He also directed the 1998 X Files film, 
uh, which I don't know what that is. Uh, and then Reign of Fire, which is that movie about dragons. That movie is badass. Uh, and I'm gonna. There are two films I've seen in the theater that I, I thought were utter trash when I first saw them. But since I'm rewatching them, I've kind of gone back to actually enjoy them. That's one of them. Reign of Fire. I, I actually come back and rewatch it. It's like it's not too bad. The second which, one being uh, Star Trek Insurrection, not Insurrection, uh, Nemesis. Which, which part is attacking you, Austin? We've said a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This movie, it is the only other thing that I've seen. Uh, what's his name? Um, from ER, he played Dr. Kovac. Oh, Goran Vishnik. Oh. That's the only other thing I've ever seen him on outside of ER. Uh, so, pretty interesting. But Typhoid Mary's in this movie, which I didn't even remember. Was she? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Natalie Natalie Malty plays Typhoon. I might have to go back and rewatch Electra. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. We, he's gonna take it off his list then. <laughs> don't worry, I'll I'll defend Man of Steel. Don't Man you worry, Steel. Austin. Uh, yeah. It's bad, but I wouldn't put it on this list. Yeah. Man of Steel is not that bad, but I'm just busting his balls. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's let me talk about a few movies that. Uh, so all these movies ended up in sixth place because they're all tied with with six votes. From our, our viewers list, um, I'm gonna skip one because it's on my list later on. Mm, uh, I don't know if I don't man. I, I don't want to take away any of your picks. Well, I'm just gonna say them. We won't talk about them, but I'll just say them, and then we can talk about them if they're on your list. So yeah. we have uh, Daredevil from 2003 with six votes, tied with X Men Three: The Last Stand, yeah. and also Jonah Hex from 2010. So, never saw it. I can't. I can't argue them because I've never seen it. No, so those are heard. those are stuck at number six of our our viewer survey, which the number seventh with five votes is uh it's Morbius, which I'm surprised how many people out of out and, of the thirty yeah. people that responded. You know, I like, will say maybe we shouldn't allow Morbius to be in there because it just came out. Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. But, like, but so many people seen voted it on it. In the time frame. Yeah, it's only been a and few weeks. Like, every other film out there has at least had a couple months to kind of. Yeah, generate itself. You know, this has only been a few weeks. I, I feel like if this has been a year from now, when a few more films come out, that people would probably be like, oh, Morbius isn't that bad. You know. Yeah, I think it's uh, recency bias, like like Austin's saying. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like compared to all this stuff, Morbius is fucking gold. <laughs> um, I don't like that but, <laughs> All right, Clay, uh, let's go on to our next my, uh, number three. My number three movie is. Uh, a movie that has so much in common with Green Lantern because when I took people to see it, I apologized to them after the movie ended because it was so bad. League oh. of Extraordinary Gentlemen is oh, just wow. the biggest turd of a film from the books to the to the screen. Nah, it's, it's so bad. And it has and it and what's great though is read the behind the scenes stuff about the director and Sean Connery fighting about stuff on set. That that's the best part of that story is just those two fighting. But the, the, one of the other things is they added in a couple of new characters. They added in Dorian Gray and they added in Tom Sawyer as like some sort yeah. of CIA agent. And this was, this was the studios doing. And when I read why the studio did it, they go, I don't really feel Americans will know these British characters as much. So why don't we add in some American literature characters to oh make it God. understandable to Americans? I'm like, Americans don't read. They don't even know who the fuck those people are. Well, we know who and Tom Sawyer is because we listen to Rush. <laughs> Correct answer. Correct answer. <laughs> but man, um, this movie is just so incredibly bad. And the CGI is bad. 
the uh, when he when um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Mr. Hyde looks so. I mean, it's the time period too of the CGI. It just looks bad. But there's nothing good in this film worth watching. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, maybe Mina is probably I, the only stable character. I I'm gonna I'll be the one defense on it. Like as bad as the film is. I still put this above the spirit. I still still have fun watching this film. Like it, it's for me, it's just it's the interaction with the characters. Like and just like I don't know, it, it's bad, but like I think and I know how bad the film was rated, but the people in you know not getting along. But I just still have fun watching the film. For me, it's, yeah, for me, this is one of those comic book films that I can just let be on, not think about, and still I can just you know have his. You, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? As I'm reading for, I'm looking for the details. So League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was. Um, yeah, directed by it? Stephen Nor- Norrington, which oh, who also directed Blade. Yeah, That's yeah, he was doing insane. comic book movies. But look up the screenwriter and tell Kyle who the screenwriter was. Oh boy, uh, let's yeah. see. I want to um, for Clay. I want to defend this. They don't. We're not going to know who some of these British actors are. I know. Who, I know who Alan Quarterman is. I watched Chamberlain, two movies that were starred Richard Chamberlain during the eighties. Yeah, yeah, we have Austin in the chat. But, but the, he's read Adventures these, of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, but these were more based on literary. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And if you go back and like I said, if you go back and actually try to make a movie based on what the actual comic books were, eh, we're getting we're getting probably NC seventeen kind of rating in this. Uh, Wait a minute. So the screenplay is by James Robinson, like Starman. comic book Starman. Yeah, James Robinson. Starman. James you, Robinson. I, I get it for two reasons why he probably did it. One, because given James Robinson's history of writing things, well, that, that's what I was gonna say. But there's also because it's an old setting, you know, book. It's like 19, 18, late 1800, 1900s. James, that's what James loves is he loves it old style. Like, come on, The Shade. The Shade would have been a perfect character to have appeared in the League of Extraordinary Jungle because of his, the aging of when these people were brought together. I, I, met that- J- I met James Robinson at Comic-Con and I asked him about the script and, you know, what it was like. He goes, they pay you a lot of money to write a draft and turn it in. And that's what right. I did. And he goes, from there, whatever they do with it, that's why they pay you... <laughs> Maybe so that they could do whatever they want with fuck it. off this comics. <laughs> so, but yeah, it sounds like it's a sweet gig if, if they're just going to pay you to write a script and then just rip it to shreds, but then your name is kind of left on it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, it's terrible. It's nothing like the first uh, book at all. And I always recommend people uh, check out the book. I do. I know. I know Josh is also a big fan. I know he just finished. Hold reading. on. Did you just see who's in the chat? Oh, oh, snap! Oh, snap! <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Adrian Harry. There he is. We miss him. Um, yeah, dude, this movie is crazy because I don't. I feel like the studio really underestimates um, American audiences because I've read probably yeah. less than ten books in my life, and I know all these characters from other stuff, yeah. like adaptations of stuff, like. Uh, maybe Quartermain, maybe I wasn't as familiar with, uh, but everyone 80s, else. No, in the 80s, there were two movies starring, Al, uh, starring Richard Chamberlain called King Solomon's Mines and Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah, and Sharon Stone was in, in both. one of them. She's well, in no, both? Okay. She's in both. And then okay. in the second one, and second we have James Earl Jones as this like the strong man, like, you know, kind of like African warrior guy. And it's just like, this, these movies are actually a lot of fun. <laughs> also, when, when this movie came out, I was a young boy, so seeing Peter Wilson as Dr. Mina Harker, a vampire extraordinaire, like yeah. I was like, that's all I needed. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, she's a badass. Let's Captain go. Nemo and the Nautilus. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows that. I don't care if you're British, American, Asian, Indian. Everybody and knows Captain Nemo. I like Chain West as Tom Sawyer. 
which I do. I do like him as that. I mean, it, it seemed like a good fit. It was just a yeah. weird thing to kind of force into this. Do you guys know why uh, Reg- uh, yeah, Sean Connery signed on for the movie? No, was it, it was even that? Was he, it this again? Must be the money. That, <laughs> that, no, that's what's right. He passed on both doing Magneto and also uh, 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 one of the rings playing um, Gandalf. 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 So yeah. this is, so he goes, oh, it's another comic book sci-fi property. So he signs on to this one. Oh, wow. that's crazy because Ian McKellen played both of them. Yeah. <laughs> both of those other roles. Imagine Ian so, McKellen is the backup to Sean Connery. Give which is me crazy Ian McKellen any day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love no argument. But yeah. But, the, but he passed on playing uh, Gandalf. I'm just like, wow, you idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I think, did he retire after that? Was it his last? Did he? Uh, uh, hold on. No, did that prompt one of Connor's retirements? Because I know I think he did, but I know he came back. But I think he he said after that movie. Um. So. Yeah. All right. If you want to read great stories, like I said, Steve Nor Steve and Connery fighting on set about that whole movie is hilarious because it still turned out like a big turn. I. I would like to see them try that again. This movie, like either as a TV adaptation, or like a TV thing, or a. Or another movie, I would love to see him try that again because I love the concept. The concept is so much fun. I think Alan Moore really nailed it with the concept of like, yeah, why did we take all these public properties and just fucking make something cool out of them, like a Justice League type of thing? Um, I think people would really embrace it now because they'll be like, oh, that all that stuff sounds familiar for me. And then especially no, the no, villain no. being, you know, M Moriarty from like Sherlock Holmes, who's super popular. Um, so yeah. Well, no, it, what's even scarier is the second book when it's basically Mar- not Mars Attacks, uh, War of the Worlds. Oh. War of the Worlds. And there is a scene between Hyde and the Invisible Man that, oh my God. That was yeah, shit. that's that, that's the kind of shit I wanted to see because it's way darker. Yeah, There you go. Put it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. No. Um, hijack that. Don't. Don't ever subscribe to Amazon Prime. Don't give them money. It's too convenient. I'm going to encourage pirating anytime the movie's on Amazon Prime. Um. Uh, all right. Well, with that, uh, Kyle, do you, what's your, what, what's another movie on your list? Uh, but I know it's tough to really put them in order. 2015's Fantastic Four. All right. All right. Great. Here we go. Great, because I know Koi has uh, stuff to say. Oh man. Okay. All right, go ahead, Kyle. What 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 do you? I guess why is this movie on your list? And then we'll we'll talk. I about I can probably sit there and agree that maybe the first forty minutes, forty forty minutes might have been decent, but after that, because I really thought it was. I thought I read the plans where, you know, they were going to try to make a Fantastic Four film, and which might might have led into a nice possible crossover with FF and the X Men. I know, I know the director who did this film, his previous film, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember Chronicle. seeing it here. Chronicle, yeah, which yeah. was decent. But then he just yeah. got, he he got either too butthurt or uh, or he, he let his ego get too much of it. And, and basically the film just tanked after that. And what, what they, it, I saw what they were trying to do with trying to save X-Men Trinity. And as bad as the film is, I could still have some fun watching that film. There is no part of this film after they try to save that I even ever want to watch again. I saw it once in the theater and I'm done with it. Um, well, I, mean, I agree that it's not a good movie. Uh, well, I, give me, I, I, I highly enjoyed the first 45 minutes. I like the feel that Josh Trank and, and when you know, I like, I like the feel of the movie for sure. Like this 
whole like it felt more of like a body horror type of movie throughout the beginning like when they get their powers and but they really my main complaint is other than all the studio interference shit doom they did not nail and doom is like they've never nailed you yeah dr doom is one of my it's probably my favorite villain Tied with Magneto. The Roger Corman Doctor Doom is the closest we've ever gotten to the Doctor Doom. And that movie itself is kind of a hard watch. Oh, shit. I just dropped that into chat, but it just went to... Oh, it went to both. No, I went to both places. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I went good. to for Twitch. It, um, it's, my def- it's my defense of Fan Four Stick, which is what I call this movie. Yeah, it's what a lot of people call this film. <laughs> yeah, so, so the original... Uh, pers- the person who wrote the original script is the current showrunner for Moon Knight. And there are, if you go to the Collider article and look at it, he had a whole bunch of stuff set up and planned and was really the nerd end of, I mean, as far as the film, the comic book stuff, because Josh Trank didn't know the Fantastic Four. And somehow, like, uh, that that movie, that first movie he did got him Fantastic Four, and uh, he was also supposed to do a, a Star Wars film. And yeah. got dropped from the Star Wars film, and I believe that happened during the Fantastic Four production. Which I'm glad they did because I, because I think that film he was supposed to do was Rogue Squadron, and that came out to be I and thought. Yeah, Clay's talking movie. about Clay's talking about uh, Jeremy Slater. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Slater's the same. But in that Who, article, he was setting up like all the cool villains. He was turning the Baxter Building into a school where Reed Richards would meet uh, Doom as a kid. There was going to be. Uh, a giant monster that invaded uh, Manhattan, just Should like the moment. cover of Fantastic Four. There were so many elements of the comic that were there and just ripped out. So this, again, I believe is, uh, this is the fault of multiple people, but I think uh, the uh, original writer had a good idea. Uh, they hired a bad director, and the director kind of well, lost here, it here, and the studio had to finish it on their own. So there's a point in the film where you get to where it just goes, okay, let's finish the film up. Here's what what I think is the, the, you know, what happened to the movie. Cause the screenplay is by, we already talked about Josh Trank, which I think he has a pretty decent track record, right? Chronicle was definitely interesting and a hit. I think he brought interesting ideas. Then Jeremy Slater has the comic book side of it covered, but then we have something that a lot of these movies have in common from this list. Simon Kinberg. Simon Kimberg yes. and being involved in your screenplay or story by credits. Uh, I mean, he's probably, yeah, he's, he's the Kimberg. fucking worst, man. He is yeah. the fucking worst. This guy's had, I mean, we're going to get to one of his films here in a minute, but that dude has had his hand on so many properties and fucked them all. Yeah. X3, Dark Phoenix. He had, he had two chances to write the Dark Phoenix story and fucked them up both times. I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, how do you, how do you, how does someone look at a turd like that and go, you know what? Let's give this guy a second chance. Well, no, no, I, I, I was gonna say, what's, what is Fox's thing? Is like, well, you fucked the first one over. Why are we gonna give him a second chance? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's amazing how people, well, I mean, most of it, most of Hollywood work is nepotism, but when you have someone actually fail at a property and they go, well, let's give him a few million dollars, let's try this again. That was funny at the end. <laughs> Yeah. When they come up with the names. Uh, but, okay. you know, the ele- the elements are a lot from the ultimate Fantastic Four. You know, the suit that helps control Johnny's fire and shit like that. But the other weird thing is, like, why the fuck do we not put pants on the thing? 
Well, not even that. What, what is, is that end scene where they when they end up going to like that facility in the mountains? And, and I, I couldn't tell. It didn't look like it was doing it, but they're like they're flying. And was the human torch pushing the, the, sh- the thing, or it looked, it looked more like Sue was flying with the invisible bubble? Like, when did she yeah. know how to fly? When did she know how to fly? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, but that was from the Tim Story version. That was from the first Fantastic Four, not the Fan yeah. Four stick. No, she didn't fly in the in the first Fantastic Four film. Uh, there was one thing there where she went, where she. Oh, that's right. Because she, but but she learned how to use the invisible bases to lift and move. That's yeah, how she. This that, was like, yeah, this was they're flying the mountains into this secret facility. I'm like, uh, the invisible one does not have the power of flight. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the and if you read that Collider article and get to the end, the the cutscene for that was a Galactus reveal. Uh, I mean, there were cool elements that were on the page that never made it. That's why I'll defend it because I think there was a. I mean. I gotta say, I you know, Corey, someone who Corey liked the script. I like the script, and then everybody used it as toilet paper, and so that's that's get, that's why I defend it. Maybe if you could get everyone to read the script, uh, I will say, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Slater, he's also working on a Coyote versus Acme movie in twenty twenty three, yeah, 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 and uh, the Untitled Mortal Kombat sequel, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, so, yeah, uh, so stay tuned for that, but. I mean, well, Clay, I will tell you a little bit of a spoiler. Um, a lot of people disagree with you because that movie is pretty fucking high on the list. <laughs> I don't um, rewatch it. I, 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 that like I like uh, what's her name, Invisible Girl. Uh, Avery Rooney and I, Mara. Is it Rooney, Rooney Mara? Mara? No, One of them. Mara. 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 It's Mara. Mara. Yeah, it's her sister. Uh, I was not, I wasn't big on the the casting either. I was just I don't know. It, it just. But she wears a wig in half the movie yeah. for reshoots. That's really bad. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know. It, it, there, there's a lot of problems, but I, I defend it on the on the fact that the script had a lot of cooler elements that would have oh, been Kate, awesome yeah, to see, Moore. and Annihilus was going to be introduced too, and that would yeah. that would have been cool. Kate, so it's Kate Mara, not Kate Mara. But yeah, I don't. know. I mean, like I said, you didn't give me a good Doom. So that's already a big. I like the Doom from the other fan, the, from the Fox, well, from the previous Fantastic movies more than this one. So because he at least looked cooler, like Doom. Yeah, this guy was just. Uh, now, I, like now I'm going to have to uh, disagree with Jesus. The casting was trash, but for some reason, they always seem to get Human Torch right. I think the first Human Torch, uh, Chris Evans was great, and I think Michael yeah. B. Jordan's great, and it, and it. It may be just what was written and, and hard to pull off, but you see them in other movies I, and you see how great they are. I thought the casting for the original 2005 Fantastic Four was decent. I, I had no problem with any of them being who they were. Uh, I don't know. Megan Jessica Alba Blonde seems like a weird choice. Eh. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was 2000s casting, right? Yeah. I mean, the only problem like I had you could have just was... left Jessica Alba and not have, you know, like she doesn't need blue eyes to be Sue Storm. Yeah, what I just like is they 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 used a prosthetic suit for Michael Chigas as the thing instead of using CG. I I actually like well, the, the time period. I actually like no, the practical suit. A this lot is two years after the Angley's Hulk. Oh shit! Maybe they were scared too. Yeah, no, that. I I like and then I like that it, as we saw in the montage opening, like they had to make a second suit for, for Johnny Storm for Johnny Storm, right? Which was kind of cool. Um, but all right, uh, the fact Johnny becomes a damn super scroll, I was so pissed. 
Um, all right. Um, well, next on my list, and we may not have too much to talk about because Kyle hasn't seen this movie. Um, it's Jonah Hex. Like <laughs> Jonah Hex is so bad. Jonah Hex doesn't. It's not even a good western. Like it could have. I didn't even need it to be a superhero movie. Um, just make it a good western, and it's not that, and it's not fun. Um, Josh Brolin, like he tried his best, probably, but. It, because of the, the you know because of the scars on his face it's really hard to understand what he's saying throughout the whole time yeah. i wish they had gone back and you know bane it up where he like adr some of his lines yeah that would have been um, good yeah i mean <laughs> agrees, yeah and the guns you know. that they just come up with in that film like the like in it's, the intro you showed are insane guns that you put on a horse like that horse wouldn't be freaking the fuck out with machine guns shooting off the side of it. That horse died of burns to his side <laughs> after after that scene. Uh, so yeah, it was Jonah Hex is bad. I can't defend it. So I will say the only good Jonah Hex I've ever seen has been on Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. And I and agree. give that guy a chance. I'd love to see that guy do a two-hour Jonah Hex movie. Yeah, and just like I said, I don't for Jonah Hex. I don't. I just make it a cool western with Jonah Hex in it. Like yeah, he comes from Western comics. That's that's the main thing. I know they. I like that they weave him into the superhero stuff sometimes, but but I like well, the he, he's a too. he's a time traveler too. That's that's the cool part. So you yeah. you could put him in the Western. You could have him time travel to the future because those are the Jonah Hex books I read. Or you could split them between the two. Like if you put a if you put a Western gunslinger in the future and saw what a society and earth has become it'd be kind of a weird concept for him to go back and live that lifestyle yeah while we talk about that if anybody's watching uh renew legends of tomorrow you cowards yeah, I, haven't heard an, I haven't heard an announcement and uh i know the writers are you know they're trying to get the hashtag going so we want more legends you know what here's an idea for dc since they're talking about retooling the dc uh cinematic universe Bring back legends. Have legends accidentally break everything and then rebuild it. But make no, legends of tomorrow a big screen film. Excuse me. Uh, breaking everything is what the Flash does, sir. Somebody <laughs> hasn't been reading comics. Well, Ezra Miller is Ezra Miller's doing a great job of breaking everything. It looks like he may even oh. lose his job. Well, there's already a, there's already a petition to get uh, Grant Gustin to take over in the film. Yes. Yeah, that Grant Ezra has Miller's... given DC nine years. Yeah, that may have a that may have a problem. That man has a drug problem and nobody's helping with They're it. They're talking about doing that, uh, basically fine, uh, finishing out the Flash with a shortened uh, season nine. Yeah, but didn't he still play the Flash uh, in Arrow before the Flash got a show? No, he was, like, he was very out of it. There was a half a season of a backdoor pilot that he never wore the suit, though. Okay. No, he's right. talking about Flash. He goes back in the second part, uh, basically. It's, it's the second half where basically you find out Deathstroke's the one pulling all the strings, Oliver gets the mask, and Barry gets hit by the lightning. He's in a coma for yeah. eight months. Hence, start season one of uh, season three of Arrow, season one of Flash. Okay, I like I like Grant Gustin. Um, yeah. All right. Um, going back to the the voters list. Uh, so at number five with seven votes total, this is seven votes out of everything is out of two hundred total votes. Uh, so the spirit, the spirit, it's at number five, uh, and then I'll cover the next two as well because I don't think they're on anyone's list. Oh, there might be on somebody else's list, but we've already talked about Wolverines at number four with ten votes. Uh, and Batman, huh? Yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine Origin. Okay. Uh, and uh, for some reason, some stupid reason, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, which doesn't belong yes. on this list. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Does not. Yes, it does. Anyways, Martha. Uh, Why'd you say Martha? 
Why did you say Martha? She's my mother. Okay. Um, Clay, let's move Terrible. on to your number two pick. <laughs> uh, my number two pick is Dark Phoenix. Speaking of Simon Kinsberg, wow. He took X3, which was total trash, and said, how can I make it worse? And he so turned you, Nightcrawler you, you into dislike, a killer. You dislike Dark Phoenix more than X3? Oh, God, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. God, yes. Interesting. Interesting. I, I watched and, it once for free because I fucking did not want to pay for it. And then I was mad because the steel book looks so beautiful that I had is? to buy the steel book. And it is the best steel book I own of the worst movie I have. X3s at least have got some fun moments in. I couldn't remember anything redeemable about a Dark Phoenix. Right. Yeah, you know, you they, they had the tone where they like went to the went to the mall and had that kind of vibe. But like the guy that plays Cyclops is boring as fuck. Wait, uh, mall was Apocalypse. I'm not I, I don't I don't put oh, Apocalypse. Was that Apocalypse? Yeah, that was yeah, 80. Apocalypse. That's right. I, I, I mixed those turds up. I can't remember which one. Apocalypse is, is not as bad as Dark Phoenix. Yes, it is. I'll no, it's not. I will defend Apocalypse. So um it is the worst waste of Oscar Isaacs I've ever seen in a film. I've never seen an actor just used so well, poorly. This is where this is where I defend it. All the good, and this is where it, it kind of falls in a 50-50 thing. All of the good guys, all the X-Men stuff, I think is spectacular. Everything, all the moments we have X-Y's in that film are amazing. All the villain stuff, they fucked that up. But I, but I, Nightcrawler, I think was perfect casting. I love the scene. Uh, I love the, I love the scene of them giving more uh, film time to Quicksilver and, the, and does that house where he's going through and saving everybody. You know. Yeah, that was cool. I love yeah. the Quicksilver well, stuff. It, it, Hugh Jackman doing. Granted, it, it was all uh, candy for all the fans, but even this scene that Hugh Jackman is whipping X, just killing everybody was. I thought was kind of fun too. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. I just you know just because I've only seen it once, it, the the main reason I hate that is Simon Kinsberg had a second chance to redeem himself yeah. with the Dark Phoenix story, and he, made it even worse. Yeah, he both wrote and directed this one, which I mean, you're making an alien race that had no outside of being obliterated by the Dark Phoenix have any potential or any part of Marvel Universe. My main villains. My big problem with Dark Phoenix is just that it's called Dark Phoenix. If you had called it someone something else and left the whole Phoenix thing, like just don't you can't adapt the Dark Phoenix into a movie. It's too no. long of a story. Right. I'm sorry. You can't. And I hope we stop trying. I hope Kevin Feige should know better than to try to do it again. Well, let's let's wait till we actually get an X-Men film in the MCU. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, when you bring in the X I think I think the big bads that you want to see when they bring them over are going to be Galactus, Annihilus, Dark Phoenix. And yeah. I I'm not I even going to put Doctor Doom in there yet. I think you've got bigger bads. No, I mean we've got other characters outside of uh, you know, I'd like to see the MCU's take on uh, Magneto and then even maybe a Sinister. Like we never really got Sinister in the actual uh, in the X Men universe. And then you know Juggernaut. I'd like to see maybe a, a Juggernaut in brought into the MCU could be kind of fun. Yeah, but the big question is, what X Men are we going to see? The current uh, comic yeah. book line, or what everyone knows and loves from the past? Probably the ninety stuff. Um, I would think. Um, I will say two more things about Dark Phoenix. Uh, we know that the ending was reshot because it looked too much like Captain Marvel's ending, which is fucking insane. Uh, and then the one thing I do hold against it is that because of its failure, it delayed New Mutants coming out even more, and then COVID delayed it even more, and I didn't get to watch New Mutants till fucking three years later. Uh, but yeah. I did, I did at least finally watch it, and I love my steelbook of it. It's fucking insane. I oh. I do like that, but I really 
I believe that at some point they'll do a Bill Sienkiewicz cover that I'm going to hold out for. Maybe. I'm surprised they haven't collected all the Fox X-Men stuff into like this big collection. Because I think there's enough movies in there that people like that they'll buy it if it looks cool enough. Yeah, um, plus they could package in the turds and, you know, all those That's what I'm saying. They'll sell you all of them so they can hike yeah. up the price. But yeah, you could just use them as coasters. Oh, okay. I know where I was going with this. Okay. All right, Kyle, <laughs> well, since you know where you're going, tell us what. Uh, I'm going to throw these in there. Um, Thomas James, The Punisher. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Address that I just want to read this comment. Film. Sorry, okay. Kyle. I had to read this comment out loud. Uh, we Austin, we rented a full theater for New Mutants. Fucking not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, hmm. that that's a super fan. War Journal was great. Punisher, Thomas Jane. I think Thomas Jane as the Punisher, again, thought the film was horrible. I thought his casting as, as Frank Castle was perfect, but the film itself, especially what they did with fucking, uh, oh boy. Uh, John Travolta. Travolta. They, yeah. they could have easily made him in the in Jigsaw and they made him into a pussy uh, mob yeah. leader. It was like, and it's in Florida. It's in fucking Florida. When was the Punisher ever Florida man? Is that not is is the Florida not big part of the canon of the Punisher? No, he's in New York. Yeah, there's like a saying I believe him running down a pier, you know, like after his son's died or something. You're like, what pier are you at, New York? (laughs) Yeah, there's too many heroes in New York. That's that's a different problem. And for me, that is the they adapted the best Punisher story, the Garth Ennis, um, Steve Dillon run of Welcome yep. Back, Frank. And it was the story. They had, for some reason, taken Frank to hell in Marvel Comics yeah. and mm-hmm. now have brought him back. And it's a 12-issue miniseries of him versus the mob and Manucci. Manucci. Who, yeah. She who, been, he, he fucks up. She would have been an amazing villain instead of Travolta. And I don't know. I mean, they changed it because probably misogyny. And a female villain wouldn't sell, but like, yeah, in the comic run, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, the only thing close to the comic is his fight with the Russian. That's it. Yeah, with Kevin Nash. Um, yeah, with, which is badass. Yeah, super sure. Yeah. But but I, yeah, everything else is bad. I mean, Thomas J. That that scene where he fights with the Russian is straight out of the comic. Everything is executed just as tonally as it is in the book. Uh, yep. But that's the only scene. Yeah, I'm surprised not to. Are you actually, Kyle? I don't see that movie as many times. It's probably like maybe one person voted for it. It might have been you. I don't know. I just I wanted a Punisher film, and that was like it's a War Journal. I thought was more of a Punisher film. Oh, Warzone. Yeah, yeah. War, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. I love Warzone. Me too. It's fucking insane. And if you hear the director, uh, what's her name? Um, Le- Lexi. Uh, Lexi Alexander. Yeah, if you hear her talking about her approach to making the movie, like like one of those B films from from the '80s. Like yeah, I, I I get that, and I love the fucking parkour guys being stupid and just getting blown up. And so dude, violent. I love the opening scene. He yeah. puts a he puts a knife through a dude's skull, and I'm just like, oh, they get the Punisher. Let's watch this. Yeah. Um. All right. My number two is the Spirit. We've already talked about it. Just go read the comics. It's a lot better. Uh. Or go watch fucking Sin City, which is a better black and white movie with the cool effects, or Three Hundred. I'm also surprised not to see 300 Rise of an Empire on on the list. Like nobody know. voted for that. I, yeah, I don't think people know that that's a comic. I mean, yeah, I guess not. Fucking not nerds. Go go read a comic. You un- <laughs> go read fucking literature. You uncultured. 
Um, <laughs> anyways, um, let me talk about some more stuff from the list of uh, listeners. Uh, and then at the end, uh, each of us will make an attempt to... Re- <laughs> Dude, you're telling me you don't... Mike, you missed it. We talked about the spirit earlier. I do not. I didn't like it felt it was all substance. And this is one of the Frank Miller's things that I can't really defend. I'll even defend the the the, the Dark Knight Strikes Back and the Master Race, kind of. Um well, yeah, that's a bad title, I guess. I also can't <laughs> I also can't defend Superman Year One with uh, John Romita, but that's a topic for our Frank Miller episode. Um but yeah, go watch 300. 300 is fucking dope. Uh, anyways, um, from our list, we have uh, uh, tied at number three with 11 votes each, uh, Green Lantern and Elektra from 2005. So, um, yeah, I think the next the next few you guys may be able to guess, but I don't know that you know that so many people hate this movie. But, Clay, give us your worst comic book movie on your list. Everyone's already said it. I said I only watched 15 minutes of it but the spirit is the worst comic book movie ever made. And that's, that's pretty sad considering Frank Miller wrote and directed it. And he was a big yeah. fan of Will Eisner. He just the, doesn't execute the cast. The cast all. in the movie is pretty great. Like Scarlett Johansson's in it. Sam Jackson's the villain. And yeah. he could have been a cool villain. Like he was in the, uh, the Kingsman movies. Yeah. Like that's what they should have gone for. Just wacky nonsense from, from the spirit comics and, and not make it. Yeah. I don't know. Frank Miller usually can turn something dark and gritty and I'll enjoy it. Not the spirit. I don't think it works as a dark and gritty. And and I want to point out something that is going to be really far between, but I hope I can draw the parallel. Did you notice how well uh, James Gunn kind of used background images to spell out things in the story of the Suicide Squad? Like his intro, what do you I mean, that's very Will Eisner uh, in the way he would do the spirit. You know, the spirit would uh, have his name and logo and stuff all kind of in the drawings. And seeing that kind of reminded me of Will Eisner's work, even though it was like Brooker's head blew up and it was blood in the pool of water saying 20th Century Fox Presents. Go read Warner Brothers Presents. Yeah, go read the spirit. Uh, Don't go read the spirit that we read last week. Will Eisner's spirit. Yeah, go read Will Asner's stuff. Um, all right, Kyle, what's at the top of your list? We probably already talked about it, maybe. No, but... I, so this one, like, I didn't have an – if I was going to put my number one, it would have been right on with uh, Clay for uh, The Spirit. But I've just been kind of throwing films out that I think were definitely need to be mentioned as, as in the worst films. This isn't normally top number one, but I think it's one that I think was horrible. The second Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider film. <gasps> no, no. What? No. No. That was so much closer to Ghost Rider and so much oh, more. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the first one, but it felt more still like an old Ghost Rider. Oh, I was not a fan of number two. That's wild. If you had I'm also said not the first one, you know, here you we go. Said... I'm also not a fan of Nicolas Cage. Fuck. Sorry, I don't like oh the guy. God, I don't want to remove him, but I will. Clay, no. Why? Not a fan of Nicolas Cage. Why, dude? You're killing me here. He's, he's, he's overrated. Oh my god! Oh my the, god! The Oscar go. winner the is overrated. When was the last Oscar? It was. The, uh, uh, the chat is about to turn on you. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. When was that? What nineties? No. Oh. 
But what about Pig is recent, and they're talking about uh, that should have been award winning. How <laughs> you're, you're talking to subscribers? I'm not in sixty seconds is fun as hell. Face yeah. off is dumb but fun as hell. I can't wait till next week so I can watch fucking Massive Talent where he plays himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, him I, and Pedro Pascal hanging out. That's fucking. Won't awesome. be going to see the film. Can't stand the guy. And uh, the uh, and for oh. horror fans. I'm, I'm going to say Mandy is the most. Here we go. Nicholas Thank you, Jesus. Case. No, Chewie, I'm going to need you to get the fuck. I'm going to ban you from Jesus now is, is agreeing with me. And it's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> face off? Uh, face off. Oh, no, no. Face uh, off was before Ghost Rider. He said after Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. All right. There, there, those are the films. Mandy Color Out in Space. I mean, those are the fucking no, movies sorry. right there. And then I to, I, I'm gonna give after Ghost Rider. He just kind of went. I, I don't care about the guy. I I really like how insane he goes in the second film compared to the, if you had said it backwards. If you had said that you dislike the other one, I because that's how that's how I, yeah. I don't I don't mind Ghost Rider, but I really enjoy Ghost Rider uh, Spirit of Vengeance because it's fucking insane. Um, but well, I mean, this is causeless. We can't really fuck with it. But yeah, yeah uh, that's well, crazy. That number one. But I, I kind of want to defend it, but film. honestly, I haven't watched it a lot. Dude, I, I think he, pisses, he pisses fire and turns a truck into the the fucking Ghost Rider thing. I love everything that the directors of Crank did this movie, right? Um, <laughs> oh, that yeah. was guarded right there. What I like is so fucking awesome because it's uh, it's it's just ridiculous. Let me, let me go look for their names. I love I, the ridiculousness of Frank of Crank and and, uh, and Crank too. Both high. Idris Elba shows up as Moreau. Uh, we get a, yeah, I, I think, yeah. I forget about that. We get Clarence Hins as Mephisto. Yeah. I don't know. I know I, but the, the the problem with those back then is they they're CGI shit. They portray yeah. them as human beings. The only yeah. cool thing I thought uh, in both Ghost Riders was when Sam Elliott becomes the old Ghost Rider. Yeah, somebody didn't watch. I had no problem. You go watch. Pig. I had no problem with that. Pig is top tier, like just fucking awesome acting by Nicolas Cage. Mm. Uh, but hey, you know people like what they hey, like. Um, it's Kyle's opinion. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor uh, they directed both Crank and Crank High Voltage, uh, and then also this Ghost Rider movie. They also directed Jonah Hex, which is a miss for me. Oh, well, so, that's my point right there. Yeah, and, that and added to also, his, his argument. They directed another movie that I just love to watch, but I know it's bad. Uh, Gerard Butler's Gamer. Oh, Do you guys remember no, that movie? Dude. Where yeah. like prisoners get taken and people play as, with them video games as them. Um so maybe those directors like a lot of cause alley. I don't know. I like I like their I like their title. I like their duo. Other than Jonah Hex, I, I think they had they do fun stuff. Yeah. Um well I have my last movie, but we've already talked about it enough and dunked on it enough. Uh yeah, the the worst movie for me is Catwoman. It's just it just really misses the mark. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the comic. It has nothing. Nope, nothing. Um, yeah, I don't even I don't know what they they might have read out of Catwoman. Like any other iteration, they, they could have just watched the '60s show and understood yeah. Catwoman way better. It's yeah, it's pe- them getting directors who don't know any of the source material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pitoff. Come on, Pitoff. Go watch a go hey, read a comic. The the things in Catwoman that are good are Catwoman's suit, um, 
Halle Berry walking around in Catwoman's suit and then um, <laughs> Catwoman's suit. <laughs> If you're in it for the male gaze, I guess you'll really enjoy the movie. I mean, even the clip you showed, like she's walking around, you're getting a sh you're getting a, a turnaround shot from ass to stomach to tits, <laughs> and then yeah, that's it's not even about Halle Berry. It's just like, hey, look at this suit. Uh, so we have some questions, and let us know in the chat what you think your worst movie is. If you voted on our survey, thank you. We'll we'll go over some of that stuff in a minute. Uh, Bloodshot is is a bad movie, but it's not worse than all the ones I have on my list. I don't uh, think we that did many have people it on have here. Seen it. Yeah, it did, that's get, it did get two votes. Austin, I'm assuming one of those is yours. Uh, and I'll, I'll touch on some things before. So number two on the survey list with 12 votes out of the 200, uh, 2016 Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, it was garbage. I that, I like that, that, that movie. So I'm problem. gonna disagree. That is a studio uh, like involvement. I mean, if there's an airs cut, I'd love to see it. But like they ruined that you movie. Bad, the first, it, man. it did so it tanked so badly they couldn't, you know, they were too afraid with this one. I'm just gonna throw some stuff. I want to give some shout outs that some people sent us movies that are from prior to when we set the date from 1998, which we'll cover in a different episode. Yeah. Some of those will probably include Howard the Duck, which I think we all enjoy, but no, it's a bad film. Yeah. Uh Batman and Robin, which I think it's a lot of people's like a lot of people it's, really like those movies. It's and bad, it's but it's so still fun. Bad. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, not. oh yeah. Pamela, Pamela Lee's barbed wire. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> Ninja Turtles three, Turtles in Time. Ah, oh, boo. Which by that yeah. time those suits were falling apart. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, as much as I, I still have fun watching the film, some people would probably argue uh, uh, Secret of the Ooze. The newer ones are shit. The mm. Megan Fox ones. The second one's not as bad as the first. I, 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 like the, I, I, like I hate the they wasted movie. Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. Uh, no argument, but they, they still got closer to what uh, of the Turtles uh, story lineage that I like. Compared I love to that the, the chat's still going on about Nick Cage. Please never stop. Never stop <laughs> Nick Cage in chat. Never. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have the old Fantastic Four movie and the old Spider-Man movie, which we'll definitely talk about. The what, you, what, what you, What's his name? Cormac? Cormac Fantastic Four? Wait. Roger Corman. Yeah, that one. I know people people wrote it in. I'm not counting it. I just wanted to talk about wait, it. Wait, wait. What old Spider-Man film? Oh, I think they're talking about maybe some stuh. stuff from the 70s. I don't the know. Amazing, they just wrote. The they literally wrote. No, I mean, if you're talking about Nicholas Hammond, that, I didn't think that show. It was 70s. You know, they uh, literally wrote old school Spider-Man movie. They didn't give me a name, a year, nothing. Well, I'm, I'm 50. You know how many old school Spider-Man movies yeah. there are? The only thing I could think of is, but they, they made a couple of the episodes into TV movies for Spider-Man. Nicholas Hammond. Yeah. Yeah, people love the turtles. We'll, we'll talk about those in, in, in another episode. Uh, Super 4, the, the quest for peace. Oh. Yeah, that's that's. Hey, that's a canon bad. film. Uh, somebody yeah. wrote in Avatar The Last Airbender, which is not really a comic book-based movie. I mean, there's yeah. comic books about it now, but... No, they're right. It's based on an that anime, and it is a bad movie. It's, it's also, it's all, yeah, I guess it would count the time period. There was one here that I'm intrigued to watch, The Crow, Wicked Prayer, but I feel like it's going to be really bad. I haven't seen it. It's, oh. yeah, it has Ed Furlong, Eddie Furlong in it from Terminator 2, and it was, I think, really when he was going through some bad times drug-wise, and it's yeah. just, it doesn't <clears throat> hold the tone of the other, the first film, which to me is the Crow film. Yeah, Spider-Man Three is on this is on this list oh. with um, uh, four votes, so it didn't crack the top stuff. I'll post the full list uh, for people to watch if you follow us on Twitter. 
there's some weird stuff in here. Somebody also mentioned uh, Son of the Mask, which, yeah, the mask is oh, a comic book oh, yeah. property, and that was a bad movie. What was that? Yeah. What time period was that? I think it's like 20, 2005 or something. Um, so it, it does, I checked, it does fall under the thing because I didn't highlight it. Uh, I Frankenstein, wow. which is also based on a comic. Uh, oh, God, that was horrible. And then people wrote some insane stuff, and I'm gonna like what? Just, uh, somebody, one person voted for the Dark Knight Rises, and I was like, <laughs> I no, I'll let you know. Uh, I know I saw put, some ridiculous ones in there. Like somebody that. put Batman Begins with one vote on this list. No, is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League in there? Oh, you bet your ass. Um, <laughs> uh, Avengers. Somebody put Avengers: Infinity War. Why? Yeah. Okay. Now this is the one I'm like. Whoever put that is so fucking full of shit, or I don't know what they missed, but that movie made $2 billion. I started breaking down the finances no. on this film, and that is the most successful film that somebody put on the no. list. Endgame. Endgame beat it. Not in story, Endgame beat it. Yeah, the Endgame isn't on the list. No one no, put you Endgame. Could, you could bad. criticize Infinity Wars that story-wise, it doesn't give you a full story, so that's, like, technically, it, you could take some points away there, but... Yeah. Um, somebody put Captain America Civil War. Which I highly disagree with, um, and then there's some other stuff. A lot of Zack Snyder uh, dislike well, here. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder. Snyder's Justice League. So not not Justice League 2017. That one got that one. Only three people voted for it, uh, man. And now I had a fourth vote, but four people also included Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, Wonder Woman 1984. So yeah, I'll I'll publish the whole list. Oh, um, I'll defend uh, Wonder Woman 1984 because everyone, every, everyone is focused on Cheetah in that movie, and if you if no. you enjoy Pedro Pascal and Max Lord, that's the I fun thought the story part was movie. horrible. The story was yeah, the story is pretty fun. horrible, but yeah. Pedro Pascal is so fun. Hmm. In that. Now let's move on to our our final thing. So we have we have eleven movies that we we have uh, uh, from one to six because of some ties. If there's anything you guys want to save, let me know. So I'll give you an update uh, on what those movies are. Jonah Hex, X-Men 3, Daredevil, The Got Spirit. It. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read the list. And then if you want to save one of those from the list, you let me know. Uh, I'm going to save Batman v Superman because fuck everyone. Uh, X-Men <laughs> Origins, Wolverine, what? Green Lantern, Elektra, Suicide Squad, Fan Stick, and Catwoman. Do you guys want to try to save any of those films from the list? Yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil is not that, that not bad. All right. Yeah, All right. it's not that bad. And I don't and I think if we don't get that Daredevil movie, we don't get the great Netflix show. Yeah. I think we always have to recognize that sometimes we have to get a property put out there first so that it, it continues on. Because people will remember and go, Oh, I watched this as a kid, or this was the first time I ever saw this. I mean, just like yeah. Iron Fist. Iron Fist was a shitty Netflix show. But at some point, we're going to get a Power Man Iron Fist uh, done again, and I'll be happy to see a better version. Yeah, and I'm going to use my executive powers as you know, producer and host of this podcast. Um, there's a lot of I understand Zack Snyder is not everyone's favorite director, but his stuff just it's not worse of the stuff like it's not worse than some of the stuff we've talked about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not we're not putting that on the list. Also, my my, my only argument about that though is oh, here we go. Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League did not exist that as people talk about it because Warner Brothers gave him another ninety million dollars to finish it. And they so shot that's six another minutes. movie. They only shot six minutes. It was all CGI stuff. 
That means everything had to be dollars. Everything had already been filmed. Well, CGI is expensive, especially when it looks as good as that, Clay. Don't make me play the clip. Look. That's me going back in time to stop you from saying everything you're about to say. <laughs> uh, all right. Was I, there anything else we wanted to say? I don't. Maybe I, I, I want to save the Fantastic Four stick uh, script. Oh, so many people voted for it, Clay. It's tied at number one. Yeah, I can I bring it, it down it, to it number is two. Really maybe. bad, but again, it it's it's a bunch of people with their hands in the film trying to make it better and make it worse, and and that's all they did. Yeah, so I, I mean, look, I I understand. There's a the bar is pretty high. I'm surprised I didn't see Watchmen as much on the list. There's only one person that voted for Watchmen. Um, somebody did write in Dragon Ball. Two people wrote in Dragon oh, Ball. I didn't think about Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's technically manga, but I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, so. I saw Thor 3 on there. Yep, people wrote in Thor 3. It didn't get too for many Ragnarok? votes. I think we got like only one person voted for it. Iron Man 3, also one person. So it feels yeah. like all those that are one-offs feels like it's just maybe something people one person didn't like. What about um, the Amazing Spider-Man two? That one's also on the list with two votes. I wanted to defend that <clears throat> because I feel like the uh, oh, whoop, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> uh, on No Way Home, uh, if you take out that redemption of Spider-Man three, or as he calls himself, I'll be Spider-Man three. Uh, Andrew Garfield, and you get a chance uh, for Electro's redemption as well. I hope to see them again because of that, even though that, that movie really sucked. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a real piece of shit, uh, but you ha- but it, it elevates No Way Home, so <clears throat> it's, a, it's a weird catch. I think kind of like with Thor The Dark World, where after watching Endgame, you're like, oh, maybe that movie was not as bad as I thought, because you kind of go back and revisit some stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like that's the same effect that, that we're having with No Way Home and, and the Spider-Man stuff. Um, Clay did go over some of the statistics. And you guys know as we are statistics sluts, if anything, in this podcast. You got the screenshot uh, so up. Out of the whole list, uh, yeah, we have. So, this is by um, publisher. Property, yeah. Uh, by, yeah, by publisher of, of each one of the properties. So, 52% of our bad movie list from everyone that voted is from Marvel Comics. Um, I, I would like to know what the difference is because 29% is DC Comics. So I don't know how prolific each one of these people, like each one of these publishers were. Like, is there just a lot more Marvel movies made, which I think that may be the case? Yeah. Uh, we have 1% for Valiant, Dark Horse with a few, uh, and then Dynamite. And then everything else is just like small, very small. Well, when we uh, go then, to the next, the next screenshot will help explain it more because even though these yeah. are Marvel properties, there is a division between Marvel Studios yeah. doing them, Fox and Sony. Yeah. Doing. Sony and Sony, Fox, Columbia, Universal, and Marvel—they all do Marvel stuff. So here, Clay broke it down by uh, movie studio uh, from our list. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think there's just because of Marvel splitting off all the. Um, their 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 properties. Um, I think that I think that that caused it to be maybe more of a variety in the entries. So, pretty cool stuff. We'll tweet it out. Uh, we'll tweet out all the stuff because I think it's just fun to look at. Um, 
Yeah, WB sucks. Yeah, I mean they're still making Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah, oh, I got. I, I'm ready to take over and redo all of Warner Brothers because I or, or become become the new Discovery uh, DC movie liaison. Hey, we pitched some good stuff. Go back if you haven't seen our episode on how we would pitch DC movies. I think that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, a total movie, total number of. Let's see. I definitely want to see a graph showing a total number of movies made for each comic book property. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, we can probably do that uh, later on because there'll be a lot of Batman, a lot of Spider-Man. Uh, if you do it by character, a lot of Wolverine. Um, very interesting. Yeah, I, that's, that's a good the, question. The one thing I didn't finish in time, I was trying to do a breakdown of money. Like how mm. much, like all these are bad movies, but yeah. a lot of them are profitable. Which ones were unprofitable? How far did they go on a list? And stuff like that because it was real interesting to see people vote for like ant-man and the wasp as a bad movie but it's still you know it made more than the original like yeah so stay tuned to our twitter at next issue pod we'll tweet out the results of both the listener survey uh, all the movies listed so you guys can to give us your opinion once again thanks to everyone who voted that was cool like i i was afraid going into the the responses to not see anything and then i saw like the first day we had like 10, 15, then 20, and then like we ended up by like 30 responses. Uh, and after cleaning up the data, because like some people just wrote in stuff, a lot of uh, very, very editorial votes. Uh, somebody <laughs> put in Max Snyder's Justice League, which he just took random clips and tried to make it into a movie, which I found that really funny. Uh, uh, even though I, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, I, I can't I still believe think- Joss Whedon's. Uh- I, uh, yeah, isn't on here because that is really shit. It's it's so it got three votes, so it still got Zack Snyder's version. Also got so it got more votes, which I think if you look at both movies comparatively, one of them is a lot more cohesive than the other, even if it's longer. Uh, just as far as the storytelling is concerned, and even the story that it tells, I feel it's more compelling. But I'm pretty biased, so you guys let me know if you disagree. Like if you just had to pick one of the versions. There, there are two movies you hadn't talked about that I thought were on the list. Uh, Man Thing. Mm. But Man, Man Thing was a sci-fi. Uh, it was made for TV. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah, I think I think that's why not as many people watched it. And yeah. I'm sorry to that person that watched it that they didn't enjoy it. Clay? Is it, I, is I it own it. I It's oh. not good. It's really, really bad. But you get to see Man Thing. So it's kind of cool to see him you know like freak out in the in the swamp and kill people oh somebody else put the green hornet which i thought it was a fun movie even though it's not a very good movie but i i had fun with with what the movie showed um yeah even though, I, I believe i could edit that into a better movie hey hey we're all here uh there's a few venoms hellboy from 2019 um but i hate to do this because i gotta i gotta end up running Okay. Right, yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks. Uh. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll be wrapping up in a minute. Cool. All right. Yeah. Maybe. That's fun. Later, man. We'll do. Take care. He's gonna go watch some Nick Cage movies to prove himself wrong. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, uh, Nick Cage was the actual villain in Green Hornet, but couldn't do it, so they had to recast. Oh damn! I would have even enjoyed that movie even more. Um, <laughs> all right. I think I think we're at the end of the discussion for the main topic, which I yeah. planned for us to go along, which is fine. Uh. So for the audio listeners, thanks everyone for listening. You'll be catching this on the podcast, on the podcast catcher of your choice. Uh, if you want to watch the full episode, come back and see us at the YouTube channel 
link will be in the description. Uh, once again, thanks to everyone who voted. Thanks to everyone on the chat. Um, but don't leave yet. We'll Clay and I will talk a little bit more about nerd stuff. But yeah. uh, we'll do a part two of this with movies prior to 1998. Uh, and we'll send out more surveys and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. I didn't think we would have as much fun with this because we we don't want to come at this with a negative like, oh, these movies are trash and they suck and they ruin everything. It's more like, yeah, some of these movies are bad. They may still be fun to watch. Uh, and we'll tweet out our list and all that stuff. So everyone listening to the audio, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod on Twitch at Next Issue and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.